37th parallel on America's haunted highway, it's Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to episode 165 of Pixelated Paranormal. And we have some slightly bummer news for you guys. We're not going to do werewolves on this episode. Why is that? Oh, geez, because they suck. No. (laughs) (laughs) You said it. No. Yeah. We're going to postpone the werewolf episode until next week, which would be the week leading into Halloween because we still have a few parts of that episode to finish writing and a couple parts that, you know, I have to do some producing on. And also because it's just really the perfect topic for a Halloween episode. But we're also, also, we're also postponing the werewolves because tonight's topic has been sent in to us by five different listeners, most recently being Danny. I think he tossed this to us yesterday. So on this episode, we're going to be doing an update on a series of recent winged humanoid sightings, sightings of my own personal favorite cryptid, the Mothman. But there's a fun singularity here because a few weeks back before these sightings, recent sightings, my wife gave me a little bit of a gift. It was a fun co-pop of the Mothman, not the Fallout 76, but a legitimate, no, a legitimate, uh, what are they called? Fun co-pop myths? Fuck. Whole separate cast, whole new cast, so. Did you show us that? No, the dick. I don't know. I'll I'll post a picture. Yeah, I don't think you did because I've seen seen the Fallout 76 one. I think it's dope. Yeah. But I've not seen the other one. Yeah, it's really cool. uh, I'll have to send you guys a picture of it. I'll post a picture. Oh, there it is. I'm looking it up on. uh, I think I sent a pic to you guys in the group chat with everybody. Damn. Um, before it's worth about what is that worth about 50 bucks I, yeah she got a hell of a good deal on it um so it must nice. have been right before it went up but it's one of those you that, had to order online and didn't you say steve that funko it, pop is kind of getting ready to go tits up wasn't me to say oh, that. i heard from some yeah this is a funko hq exclusive limited edition yeah either way this thing is fucking awesome it's really cool it goes perfectly with the little bigfoot she got me a couple years ago and i'm super stoked but I hope that Funko's not going up. I like Funko. I I do too. It's overwhelming. It's easy for me to not want to collect them anymore because literally like every other day there's one that comes out Mm -hmm. where I'm like, holy shit, that's awesome. But yeah. uh, Anyway, after that, I jumped. I've moved on to NECA. Pushes his glasses. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But anyway, after she gave me the Mothman uh, pop little toy figure, um, I jumped on Facebook and I saw a post from the Singular Fortean Society's New book, The Link, Michigan Mothman. And I thought, well, holy shit, I love Mothman. These are all, you know, research on newer sightings up around Lake Michigan, up around Chicago, that kind of stuff. And it's written by Tobias Wayland. And so I ordered a copy of it. And it's signed by Tobias and is actually made out to Pixelated Paranormal. It says, keep investigating the impossible, Tobias Wayland. So pretty rad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, all that shit's cool. But then there all of a sudden was this big push by our listeners to cover this story. And so coincidentally, it was covered in depth by none other than the singular 14 society.com. So it just seems fitting. They were on that shit. Yeah, yeah, man. The singularity was strong in this one. 
and uh, seeing that everything was kind of leading up to the story, that's what we're going to cover on this episode. Don't let me forget, I have something to talk about. I, 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 I want to talk about it now. Or... It. What's that? It, it's, it has nothing to do with Mothman. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so Okay, cool. We can save it for uh, the end. Yeah, go for it, man. Drop it. Uh, we can do it now, just so it's fresh in my head. Um, cool. Yeah, yeah. So basically, there's a game. During right now, during COVID season, lots of weird like things are catching on. Games, movies. Mm-hmm. We talked about Hubie Halloween. We talked about... Um, what's some of the other movies that released during this time, Bill and Ted three, like movie stuff that normally wouldn't catch on as big as it is, but no one has anything else to do, but follow politics, bitch about politics and try new games. (laughs) So, and and media in general. (laughs) So, um, the game came out of nowhere, this game called phasmophobia. And what it is, is that you and three other people. So total of four people, I believe it might be more than four people, but I know for sure four people, um, your paranormal investigators and each mission is different. You can either go to a cabin, you can go to a house, you can go to an apartment, a church, mortuary, shit like that graveyard. And you've been tasked with finding the paranormal activity or entity that's, that's there. So when you're there, um, you start off, you earn money by capturing evidence and clues of whatever paranormal activity you can find. So today, I was on there. Uh, Brady actually picked this game up for me. Uh, he gifts me games on oh, Steam awesome. all the time that he wants us to try out. Me and him, our schedules don't match up that nice. well, so we don't get a chance to play it. But my buddy Tim yeah. got on there today and was like, "Yo, let's play this Phasmophobia." And I was like, "I don't know, man. Like, I know it's really like it's it's kind of intense because it like fucks with your head and stuff." And uh, he's like, "No, just check it out and we'll, we'll try it out." So I was like, "All right." So I wanted to do it for the show too because I was like, "Oh, this would be good content for the show tonight." So. Mm-hmm. As you're playing this game, you you start off in this like um, like mobile like mobile command unit, and like the thing goes down, and then you pick up your EMF reader, your your shadow or your shadow box, your uh, talk box thing, your um, black light, your flashlight. There's everything you could think of: uh, thermometer, night vision cameras, video cameras, and so he's he was like, okay, get the thermometer, and we're looking for a room that's cold. That'll tell us that something might be there. So I'm walking around there, and he's got the flashlight, and he's following close with his, uh, he's using the uh, EMF reader, or or no, the uh, spirit box. And Mm -hmm. as the spirit box is on, it's cycling through the radio stations. And on the controller, you can hold RB, and the RB is your walkie-talkie. That's you allowing the game to hear what you're saying over your microphone, and you talk to it. So before you go into into the house... You see, you have like a dossier uh, that shows you like, okay, this ghost has been reported in this area. His name is Stephen Thomas. Uh, we don't know much about it. So you have to like, in, you actually talk to the ghost. You'll be like, Stephen Thomas, and then a light will flicker. And then you'll say, where are you? And nothing. And then you have to like think of different things to say to it. And then the AI will react to it. <laughs> and so like I said, Stephen Thomas, I don't think you're real breaker box flipped (laughs) we had to go downstairs (laughs) and turn the breaker box on go back up to where we thought the evidence was and then tim's like okay take this video camera and set it up here to capture the room and then we'll turn on the black light and leave it on the side over here and then wait for evidence to show up on the truck like it's it's crazy shit and the whole time like 
if your light starts flickering, that means you're being hunted. So then the entity is walking around. And like when I f- first saw that shadow person, oh my God, depending on <laughs> whatever entity or paranormal experience you're having, your jot, right. your your journal is taking note of this and you go in there with the evidence and you link up to what kind of entity there is. So the ghosts, the, all the ghosts that are in, in this game are spirit, wraith, phantom, poltergeist, banshee, jinn, demon, yuri, and oni. And Mayor oh, Revenant. Wow. And like, so like if you were looking for an Oni, that's what ours was today. We didn't know that because we didn't get all the clues because we were fucking around too much. So the strength, Oni can move objects quickly. So when I was there, this fucking telephone was like, I was like, what is that? And he's like, oh, it's, it's moving something. And it was a telephone. And it was just this telephone was like swimming like a dolphin. It was so weird. And the weakness acted when more players are nearby. So like when, since we were clustered up into one little area... Uh huh. That that it it became weak at that point. It walked slower, and we could we could see it easier. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so the, the evidence you would have to add up into the book would be EMF level five because your EMF reader will go off as five. Uh-huh. We use the spirit box to talk to it, and then there there was ghost writing because we could see like writing on the wall and shit. And the they have like Whoa. you can find orbs and stuff because you'll take a picture and that'll be one of your evidence. So you get paid for the evidence that you get. Because the whole point uh-huh. is to like document paranormal activity, and then off of that, depending on all the crazy evidence you get, you get more money. It's an incredible game. I mean, it is definitely one of the most intense games I've ever played because it it really like just the the interaction with you and the AI is so creepy when when you're talking in your headset. And um, it's in early access right now. It's on PC only right now, but you can clearly tell that with the success this has had, I mean, this game like blew up massively. Released at a really good time of the year uh, right. for Halloween season and for COVID season. So like it's it's pretty crazy. So it'll definitely come to consoles. But if you have a PC and you're willing to, uh, you know, play an early access game where it's in development, it's it's a lot of potential if you're into that spooky shit. Preston, I, oh, yeah. dude, you will, this game comes out, dude, it will blow your, like, you have to play this game, dude. It, it bust a it, nut, is that what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, dude, it, it is your, it is your shit 100%. The whole time I was playing some Tim, I was my like. My boner can't grow any larger <laughs> is what you're telling me. Yeah, I was like, I was playing earlier, I was like, I was like, he's like, I just started laughing and giggling, he's like, what? And I was like, you don't know, man, Preston's gonna fucking fiend this shit. <laughs> I was like, I know he will. But yeah, it's, <laughs> it's really good. Preston's going to play that and then make notes. Yeah. Actually, uh, when yeah. you use an EMF detector. Yeah. So, like, people have been finding out the AI and the algorithm. So, like, mm. keywords you can say in the microphone to the to the entity. Mm. And, like, uh, scared is, is one of the triggers. So, if you say scared, the ghost responds to that. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Like, it uh, probably makes it kind of ramped uh, up a little bit. Fuck shit come at me and shit like that like i'm not afraid like words like that are trigger words too they want you to be calm easy it's crazy dude it's really <laughs> it's really cool you could tell the people that made this like they are they are fans of the of the sport if you want to call it that <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah oh and another thing tim's like he goes he goes yeah another thing you want to look out for is a is a bones and ouija boards i was like what the fuck <laughs> And then I go, what's that for? He's like, well, the bones are just like an in-game currency. Like you get that and you get extra cash for it. And the Ouija boards, if you find a Ouija board, it's uh, easier to talk to the spirit. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, no, I'm good. (laughs) It's really cool. But anyway, that's what I wanted to talk about. The game is really tight. Check it out.
Well, shoot, that sounds awesome. I know Corey and Rob both were talking about it, so I think it'll yeah. be something we'll check out. As soon and if you have it on console, PC so. and you got a VR headset and you want to break your VR headset, try that out too. Ooh, that'd be awesome. Ooh, shit, yeah, it's intense. Well, I've got kind of a fun announcement too um, at the top. I was talking to Isaac, our buddy Isaac, dear friend Isaac of the show, master musician. <laughs> Singer songwriter, um, he has invited us out, um, kind of a, uh, once things kind of settle down a little bit, to do kind of like a photo shoot at his house. He's got some new gear he's trying to you know get more familiar with, and he's learning a lot of the new techniques. So Dude, that'd be sick. Yeah, I figure we'll go out there, and you know we've never done a costume. We yeah yeah bring your bring your Pennywise costume. We've never done like legit you know, glamour shots for the show. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So we can come out there. I told him I, I desperately, desperately want a picture of Preston sitting in front of his mic, vaping to where the cloud <laughs> just pretty much encompasses. <laughs> All you can barely see is like a hazy mic and then the, barely the it's outline of popping down the bottom yeah. of it. <laughs> yeah, just Preston lost behind this vape cloud. It would be fucking awesome. Steve, your mic's a little hot if you want to back up just a hair. Oh, shit. Sorry. No, that's not too, I heard it crackling a little bit, but but yeah, um, he's invited us out, probably make some steaks and drink some beers and then uh, just make an afternoon of it. So I would love that. Yeah, I have so to find sick. time to go out there and do that, but I think that'd be a lot of fun. So yeah, there you go. I told him I'd talk to you guys about it, so why not talk to you on the show? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Well, let's just get into it because I don't know how long this is going to take. Um, it's some pretty interesting stuff, but what's really cool is... This is unintentional, but we almost timed this perfectly. Almost. 99 episodes ago, plus two specials that are outside the normal numerical episodes, so roughly 101 episodes ago. We did the first Cryptid Encounter on episode 66, and that was about Dear Old Mothman. So just another fun little coincidence that roughly 100 episodes ago, we first talked about Mothman, and now we're doing a dive back into modern-day sightings. I th- honestly, I think I might have told you this. I can't remember, but like that was the my favorite episode I've ever, we've ever done. Oh, really? Yeah, just because I had that visual aid with it, that awesome uh-huh, documentary. Uh-huh. And like I just I love that documentary because it the art was the art animated art I guess you would call it was so fucking good. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and that was the oh episode gosh. that a uh, real life moth was f- flying across my house as we were recording the episode. <laughs> uh, that's the documentary from Small Town Monsters, I believe. I believe so. Yeah. Doc. Um, they had an issue, I think, a while back with Amazon Prime. So now I think you you can't stream their stuff anymore. Uh-huh. They may have got it rectified, but I know for a while they're having a hard time not getting to do any kind of free Prime streaming on there. So I think that shit would do good on Shudder. Yeah, look them up, everybody. Small Town Monsters. They do a lot of uh, really badass documentaries. I want to say they have a follow-up, too. I mean, these these Chicago Mothman and Lake Michigan Mothman sightings have been a pretty popular topic over the last two or three years. They're loving you know, it because they're like, hell yeah, another documentary. <laughs> I know, yeah. No, they've they've got like two or three they're working yeah. on right now getting ready to release. So that, that's really freaking awesome. Sweet. Well, the main story for tonight, like I said, it was turned into us by about five different listeners. And the most recent was our buddy Danny. So the story broke on October 19th. And I'm getting the initial story information from an article written by Timothy Rawls off of the Singular Fortean Society's website. So the story starts off. 
Manuel Navarati, I'm sure I butchered that last name, but we're just going to call him Manuel, of UFO Clearinghouse recently received the following report from a woman who said she'd seen a seven-foot-tall red-eyed creature after leaving work at the United States Postal Service sorting facility in Chicago's O'Hare International Airport. This happened around 11 p.m. on Thursday, September 24th. And this is the woman's actual account. I just left work at the USPS sorting facility at O'Hare Airport at 11 p.m. on Thursday, the 24th of September. I was walking out to my car when I saw something standing at the far end of the parking lot where I usually park. At first, I thought it was a very tall person with a long coat. As I got closer to my car, I unlocked my car, which caused my headlights to come on. My headlights hit the person standing about 20 to 25 feet from my car, causing it to turn and look right at me. I saw that this was not the same person, but some red-eyed creature and what appeared to be a coat where actual wings when it spread and looked well turned to me. At first, I thought it was some kind of very, very large bird, but I've never seen any bird that stood almost seven feet tall before. I'm 5'4", and this thing looked taller than me by at least two feet. This thing then started making some type of chirping sound, almost a half chirp and half click, like someone was clicking their tongue, but not much faster. It then made such a screeching sound and took off running towards me. It got to within 10 feet of me and it took off into the air and flew above me. I was screaming hysterically as I crouched down behind car's open door and I dived into my car head first. I was in a near panic as I tried to start the car, close and lock the doors and turn off my interior lights. I started my car and looked off out to the parking lot and flew down the road till I hit the main road. I got home and told my husband, who also works the same facility, and he was the one who told me about the sightings of this thing and hope I never see this thing again. This thing is roaming around the area, scaring people half to death. I hope the airport people decide to do something about this thing someday. So Manuel was able to meet with the witness to discuss her sighting, although at first she was a little reluctant to discuss the issue after the initial report. According to Manuel, he says the witness is a 17-year veteran with the USPS, and she's worked at the O'Hare sorting facility for the last 15 years. She advised that on the night in question, she was walking toward her car after her shift had ended and was checking her text messages on her phone as she made the familiar walk to her vehicle. I asked her if there were other people around, to which she answered no. Most of the people the other employees, leave right after shift change, and she normally sticks around to take care of the transition. As the witness walked to the car, she noticed what looked like a very tall man at the very far end of the parking lot that she reasonably thought was one of her fellow co-workers. As she walked toward the car, she deactivated the car alarm, which automatically turned on the car's headlights. The headlights illuminated the person at the other end of the parking lot, and it turned towards her, revealing a pair of bright red eyes, and it spread what looked like giant wings. When I asked her how big the wings were, she couldn't give me a definitive answer, but guesstimated that they were at least 10 to 12 feet across. The being then began making a series of clicking noises, which she described as a cross between a click and a chirping sound. The being then let out a metallic screech that she described to me as sounding like the brakes in a large truck or a train. 
Then she described how the creature began to run towards her in these very long strides, at which it then took off up into the air. When he asked her to, to describe the being and how it looked or flew, she said she didn't look up as she was too busy flinging the car door open and diving into the car while screaming. The witness stated she started her car, turned the interior lights on, while trying to keep her wits about her. When I asked her if she saw which way the creature flew, she advised that she didn't care where it flew off to and that she was not going to stick around to find out. The witness advised that she left the area in a hurry and didn't slow down until she left the area and had made it back onto the main road into traffic. Now, the sound described by the witness is similar to the reported sounds by other witnesses in Rockford, near Hedgewish Park, and on the southern end of Northerly Island in Chicago, and in other encounters near O'Hare. The witness in those incidents said they heard a sound like screeching brakes either during or prior to their sightings. The O'Hare International Airport itself has been the epicenter of recent winged humanoid sightings in the Lake Michigan Mothman investigation, with at least 10 sightings coming from the airport itself since August of 2019 and many more reported in the surrounding communities. Now, what's interesting here is that the report constitutes the latest incident in the string of Mothman sightings from within a few hundred mile radius surrounding Lake Michigan, including every state bordering the Great Lake. These recent sightings began in the spring of 2017, but more historical accounts are being reported as more people become aware of this phenomenon. Sightings generally take place in the evening or at night, often in or near a park or a natural park area, and around water. Witnesses consistently describe a large gray or black bat or bird-like creature, although in a small number of cases the creature was described as insect-like, sometimes with glowing or reflective red, yellow, green, or orange eyes, and humanoid features such as arms and legs are often reported. Some witnesses have reported feeling intense fear and an aura of evil emanating from the creature that they have encountered. Many of the sightings are also of something seen only briefly, or as described only as a flying creature with few physical details. This leaves open the possibility that some of these cryptid sightings could simply be a misidentified large bird, such as a heron or a crane. Although certainly not all the encounters could be misidentified, right? A number of associated high-strangeness incidents have also occurred near or during these creature sightings, including reports of UFOs, other mysterious flying creatures, and bizarre humanoids. Also, parapsychological phenomenon and bizarre events experienced by those investigating the sightings. Now, similar to this last case, seven months earlier, there was another reported sighting of a large winged creature at the O'Hare Airport. Just like in the story that we just covered, back in March, Manuel was contacted by a man who said he saw what appeared to be a very tall, solid black human-like creature with red glowing eyes while he was working as a security guard back in February at Chicago's O'Hare International Airport. This is his account. I wanted to tell you about something I saw on February 21st at O'Hare International Airport. I work for a security company, and as a security guard, I was on duty at O'Hare International Airport and was assigned to do routine escorts for trucks that were coming in and out of the airport. Now, 
Many of these trucks are, are there to deliver cargo going outbound on planes and are required to have an escort to and from the drop-offs. I was doing uh, one such escort on that night at about 10 p.m. And I had escorted the truck to the unloading facility at the post office and I was waiting for the truck to be unloaded. I stepped out of my vehicle to have a cigarette and I saw something move out of the corner of my eyes near the fence and I decided to go see if it was someone trying to climb the fence, motherfuckers. Anyways, we had a few incidents in the last few weeks of people coming onto the airport grounds either to sit and watch the airplanes come and go, but we also have had a few incidents of investigators coming onto the airport grounds in response to multiple reports of the Mothman. We have been told to report these individuals and escort them off the grounds if we ever run into them during our shifts. I assumed it was going to be the same thing as before. We roll up to them, tell them that they're they were trespassing and then escort them off the property. We've all had our, our share of these sorts of calls and knew from the firm, but prof, uh, to be firm but professional with them. I rode up to the fence and it wasn't a human I saw. It looked very tall, but it was solid black with glowing red eyes and it had a pair of wings that were outstretched that must have measured at least 10 feet from tip to tip. Fuck. I got out of my car and shined my flashlight at it. But the thing screeched out loud. It almost sounded like the brakes on a train, loud and very high-pitched. It then turned its back to me and flew straight up into the night sky and took off like a bullet. I could see it as it took off, its wings flapping until it faded into the night. I heard that screech again, and before I knew it, it was gone, and I couldn't see it anymore. I drove back to where the truck was, and I told the people there at the dock, and they said that the people had seen it at least a few times. Ah. I waited until the truck was ready, escorted it back, and reported my sightings to my superior, who told me that it was probably just a large owl. He did tell me, though, to be careful in the future when I'm out at night, which I thought was odd. Damn it, I know what I saw, and it was not an owl, and whatever it was, it scared the living piss out of me, man. I was asking, uh, I'm asking that you please do not mention my employment. I, I need to keep my job in order to take care of my family, and I... I don't want people saying anything about me uh, from this sighting. I need to make my money, and I also do not want to be made fun of by people here at work. The witness was very hesitant to talk to him until he assured him his identity would be protected and his employer would be redacted from the final report. The witness said he saw something, and when he came up to the fence line, he exited the car and used his flashlight to shine a beam of light at the entity. The investigator explained, when asked what we saw, he said the skin of the creature looked like that of a giant bat, and it was solid black, bat. and the wings were at least 10 feet in width. He said the creature turned its back on him, shot up in the air, and was gone within a few seconds. When asked if he got a look at the face of the creature, the witness said he did not, that the initial encounter didn't last more than a few seconds, and that he was frozen in fear at the sight of the creature. When asked to please explain what he saw in more detail, the witness said he couldn't give any more of a description aside from what he initially gave. When asked to please explain what he saw in more detail, the witness said he couldn't give any more of a description aside from what he initially gave. When asked about his interaction with the people at the dock, he said that he never went any further than what he initially talked to them about, and they said that the creature had been seen before by various people. 
He said that he went back to his car and waited inside with the doors locked until the truck was ready to be escorted back to the gates. A strong emotional reaction involving fear has become a hallmark of the Mothman sightings reported around Lake Michigan. The witness refused to talk about his conversation with his supervisor and then proceeded to cut the interview short. No other information was obtained by the witness. Manuel said, It's my opinion that this sighting did profoundly affect the witness to the point that he refused to talk to me any further. I have to list this investigation as inconclusive, pending any further information from the witness. Now, something that's worth mentioning here is that the security guard specifically mentioned that they have had a, quote, few incidents of investigators coming out to the airport grounds in response to multiple reports of the Mothman. Government. The singular... Fortean Society urges all amateur investigators not to violate the law while entering for their curiosity. Yeah, don't try to go up on an airport. <laughs> <laughs> we don't Especially need to right now. Area 51. Yeah, yeah, no shit. <laughs> Furthermore, cryptid enthusiasts are asked not to pursue these sightings, since not only have many witnesses requested anonymity, but this phenomenon is still being yeah. actively researched. And the risk of interference with the work being conducted as part of this investigation is high. Now, back on October 6th, another reported sighting had happened. 21-year-old Rockford, Illinois resident Jonathan Lane contacted the Singular 14 Society's lead investigator, Tobias Whalen, last week to report a sighting of what Lane would later describe as a giant, shapeless black thing with two very large red eyes. Now, according to Lane, the sightings took place around 10.20 or 10.30 p.m. in an August night back in 2016, sometime before school had started that year. What? I thought this just happened. Well, I think what that means is on October 6th, Tobias was sent this actual sighting. The sighting itself happened back in 2016. Okay, so he was, somebody was like, holy shit, maybe that's what I saw. Yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah, okay, as, as these sense. things often happen, you know, yeah, you yeah. read about it or hear about it and think, well, holy shit, maybe that's what I yeah, saw, you yeah. know. So that's how so everything works ago. when it comes to murder, <laughs> abuse, anything like that. <laughs> right. Man, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh shit, oh, yeah. man, that's, now it exactly. makes sense. <laughs> that's why that creep always, always ordered the number six. <laughs> like, <laughs> Jesus. Oh. You're making me think about like people who I've talked to that have had creeps come through their lines. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah like, oh <laughs> my God. Do you remember that guy? Yeah. <laughs> God, I was, I was talking to a girl that worked at a Walmart and she was a cashier and she said every single day for like a month and a half, this old guy came through her line. He just bought a bouquet of flowers. It went through. He paid for it, took the receipt and then handed the flowers to the cashier <sighs> every single day for a month and a half. And then after he handed the flowers to her, he'd turn around and walk and sit down in the subway where he had just a beeline shot straight from where he sat to watch her for the rest of her shift. Ugh. And then normally right before she'd get off, he'd get up, throw his trash away, and walk out of the store before she had a chance to leave. So then she worried that maybe he's waiting in the parking lot for her. To watch where she's going. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Yeah, speaking of creeps. Yeah. <laughs> Soon an episode anyway, about that guy. <laughs> right, no kidding, huh? Oh, jeez. Well, back to winged creeps. Jonathan says, It's very late at night. My mother works nights because she's a nurse. So I walked her to her car every night. I walked her out to her car, she got in, and she left. 
As I'm walking up to the house, I heard a noise that sounded like screeching brakes or something. And I instantly look up. There's a big tree in our yard, and I see this giant, shapeless black thing. And it has two very large red eyes. As soon as I made eye contact with it, it made that sound again. Instantly, it fills me with fear and intimidation, and I run in the house and start freaking out. The sound was so weird. I can still hear it clearly in my head, like a large bird's caw. It reminds me of the dinosaurs from Jurassic Park, like the Velociraptor. The next day or so, when it was light, I went outside and looked where the branch was and tried to see where I'd seen the top of this creature and where the blackness was compared to the tree. It was pretty substantial. It could have been nine feet tall. It was a large space. The wingspan just faded into the darkness around it. It was shapeless, but where the eyes were, I did see a little notch above its head where I could see sky. What really bothered me was the red eyes and how far apart they were. It just showed how large it was. God, that'd be terrifying. Now, like many witnesses, Lane was met with ridicule when he initially shared his story and kept it quiet then for years afterward. At least until he saw the Small Town Monsters documentary, Terrors in the Sky. He said, my father was there and I told him about it and he started laughing and making fun of me. So since then, I've just kept my experience very private. Although I told my sister about it once, I've just never really forgotten about it. I never knew what it was. Then I saw the documentary, Terror in the Skies. And it just was mind-blowing to see you guys talk about stuff like that. I just wanted to reach out somehow. Approximately a year after his sighting of the red-eyed entity, Lane said he also saw a UFO flying in the same area. I was driving home with a friend of mine from work, and we were almost to my house. We were in the same area as the winged entity sighting. There were a lot of trees, and there's only a little section of the sky that's open right by my house. And that's where the big tree where the incident happened. It was the same part of the sky. I'm not claiming it was anything specific, per se, but I saw a prominent UFO. Very large, very prominent. I had my friend stop the car, and we got out. I just don't know what it was. It was clear enough that I could see the panels like windows. It was very scary. My friend, she's a bit younger than me, she got very scared, so we had to leave. I got scared. Whatever that was, <laughs> it was not normal. I was shaped like a pear. It had probably a hundred windows all over it. It was lit up. It was very weird how it was lit. <laughs> the whole thing was eliminated. But it had lines of light, almost like waves of light going through it. It's hard to explain. It almost looked like it had white light stripes through it, but it was an undulating movement. The very top of it was black, and the very bottom of it was black, but the center was illuminated. I could see what it was being lit up, but it was like miniature squares making up the whole object. Whatever he saw, Lane's sightings have definitely had an effect on him. Both of those things very much bothered me. We have a huge picture window in our living room, and it's a huge pet peeve of mine to make sure those curtains are closed, overlapping so nothing shows at night. I had a room in the corner of the house nearby that tree, and eventually I had to move rooms. He added that despite his fear of doing so, it felt refreshing to express his experience to somebody, and that his main motivation for sharing with them was to add credibility and to make it easier for other people to come forward. So as this episode is kind of a uh, 
you know, last minute decision. We're going to kind of stop with the stories there, but I wanted to go over this current timeline that the uh, singular 14 society has put together. This is just kind of a um, an excerpt of all the sightings that people have seen of this humanoid flying creature by Lake Michigan. Things started off early winter in 1957. A young man encounters a winged creature with the body of a large man while out hunting in Braidward, Illinois. October 27th, a young child is abducted from his home for an intermediate amount of time by a tall winged humanoid before being returned. 1981, a 13-year-old has an intense psychic encounter with a red-eyed winged being in Cicero, Illinois. 1999, a woman along with her husband and a girlfriend witnessed a flying red-eyed gargoyle in Rockford, Illinois. January 2002, a woman is terrified by a winged creature with glowing red eyes in Madison, Wisconsin. 2011, a suspicious winged entity is captured on camera. Two roommates and their friends are terrorized by glowing eyes peeking through their window, and a college student sees a man with wings. 2014, a man comes home from work to find Mothman-type insectoid staring at his apartment building and in bed with his girlfriend. <laughs> I just, I wish he walked up and the Mothman's just standing there and he says, yeah, this the guy's all you hear in the background is like, <laughs> Chris, ew. Yeah. <laughs> August of 2015, a man driving in Gary, Indiana, sees a dark, grayish, prehistoric bird with smooth, leathery skin. And then again, in early summer 2016, a woman sees a prehistoric bird after dropping her kids off at school in, of all places, Gary, <laughs> Indiana. August 2016, Jonathan Lane sees a giant, shapeless black thing with two very large red eyes in Rockford, Illinois. <laughs> August of 2016, a man driving in Gary, Indiana, has his second sighting of a dark, uh, grayish, prehistoric bird with smooth, leathery skin. Okay, we need to do an episode about Gary, Indiana, obviously, because there's some yeah. shit going down. <laughs> Fast and Gary, Indiana. right? Fast forward uh, to April 15th and 16th of 2017. Three separate witnesses reported seeing an unidentified flying humanoid over Chicago, which we covered on the show. Yeah, that's when things really ramped up was about 2017 with all these damn sightings. That's rad, dude. That's pretty cool to see this timeline of this stuff. In April 2017, a man fishing with his son on the banks of the Little Colmet in Chicago sees a weird winged creature after hearing an eerie, unexplained sound. Then if we fast forward, because 2017 is a freaking hot day. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Like, <laughs> 10 or 20 of these Holy things, shit. man. Like that was that was the year of the Mothman. August 4th, 2017. A, mo- a Mothman. A Mothman and her husband see a man. <laughs> a man and her a woman and her husband photograph a giant bat in Melrose Park. On the same day, a witness walking with their children sees a similar creature in River Forest. August 6, 2017, two concert goers see a bat-like flying humanoid with glowing red eyes in Grant Park following the Chicago Lollapalooza. <gasps> Go a little bit further in September, on my birthday, September 26, 2017, a nightclub performer, that's right, not a stripper, but a nightclub performer, sees a man <laughs> bat crouched on top of a light pole, a different kind of pole, in Chicago's West Lakeview. 
That same night, wow. a woman and her son see a monster bat in their backyard before it flies off. See, that's just so fucking cool to me. Not only is it Mothman, but also just the idea of a giant man bat. Yeah. <laughs> Instantly, I think about the Batman cartoon with man bat. Uh, okay, so I was going to make this segue earlier, but now that you just did that, I can do it and not sound like a fucking idiot. Uh, in the <laughs> Batman game, Arkham City, there's a huh? Batman bat. And like your first yep. encounter with, do you know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah. So like your yeah. first encounter with that, like you're flying through Arkham City and you're Batman, you know, oh, doing shit. Use the use the bat, batter, uh, grappling hook, whatever. Yeah. And mm-hmm. when you go to like a ledge to pop up there, it has a chance of spawning the man bat, and it like pops out at you real quick. Oh my god, dude, that scared the shit out of me the first time. Yeah, me too. I think I threw my controller <laughs> up in the air. <laughs> Because I didn't know that Man Bat was in there. Yeah, that game. yeah, it, it and, doesn't. And like it doesn't. It's said. one of the. It's one of like the side villains that aren't really a big deal, but like, just yeah, in there roaming around. It's just so cool. But they have that yeah. thing always reminded yeah. me of something similar to Mothman. Well, on March 6, 2019, we're skipping a couple years ahead here. A woman is awoken in the early morning hours by a sinister and monster-like growling <sighs> outside her home in Woodstock, Illinois. Summer 2019, a man sees a large, dark, man-sized bat-bird thing flying behind his home in Franklin Park, Illinois. If that's not the most honest description, that's just a large, man-sized bat-bird thing. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for your brutal honesty. And then we get here to February 26th. A woman sees, sorry, February 26, 2020. A woman sees a big black bird man in the backyard of her apartment building in West Inglewood, Chicago. Her son later photographs a set of prints that they believe belong to the creature. That was my other thing. We're discussing mm-hmm. all this shit, all this stuff popping up. I mean, we're reading all this stuff from, you know, you're like, it really pops up in 2017. Like, I mean, phones are pretty mm-hmm. prevalent then too, man. And like, here we are in 2020, yeah. like, and if this stuff's happening and in, in, in O'Hare, like, where the fuck's the video, man? Like. It is that weird dynamic of like everybody's on their phone constantly. Oh man, that burp came up. That must have been the weird growl noise of somebody. But like when you're like at now. work at O'Hare, like you're not thinking to have your phone out, you know? Yeah. You know, he's driving the the motorcade stuff. Like he's not gonna have his phone on, like you know, texting and <laughs> shit. So like, I would hope not. But um, you know, and, and then especially with, like he was going over towards what he thought was more crew. And it turned out to be this beast, you know, yeah. he didn't know to have yeah. his phone out, but, and, it, and with it being like a bird type creature, owl type creature, they do take mm-hmm. off fast. So it, and you're at the dark time, you got less shutter speed. You're not going to be able to get things as easy, but still it's like, man, give me something. I just need a taste. <laughs> Did you hear that? That was my dog. Yeah. <laughs> I guess man. we should take a road trip to O'Hare, Steve. Yeah, I'd like that, man. I've been there before, and the only thing I got was a fucking delayed flight. <laughs> <laughs> June 30th, 2020. Two women see a huge owl with glowing red eyes. They say look like they belong to the devil himself near a parking lot at Chicago's O'Hare International. On October 8th, just a few days ago, a woman sees a black humanoid figure with very large wings and legs while driving her daughter and her fiancé to Cape Girado, Missouri. Guillermo. <laughs> so after all this, guys, I want to ask, what exactly does this all mean? 
has a great winged beast that once terrorized Point Pleasant way back in the 1960s, come all the way from West Virginia to terrorize the state of Illinois. Did the Mothman ever truly go away? Or perhaps the Mothman is simply not a single unexplained creature, but instead, much like Sasquatch or Bigfoot, this is a case of a series of Mothmen, an entire race of these bizarre winged humanoids. I personally hope that we're getting closer to the answer, but we might not ever know. Well, I know what it is. So, what is it? We could be a crackhead that got hold to the wrong stuff. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that website, let me give you guys that website again here. Where was it? That website again is singularfortian.com for the Singular Fortian Society. Um, jump on there and check it out, guys. Lots of cool books. Like I said, I just picked up the copy of Tobias Whalen's book, The Lake Michigan Mothman. It's not very girthy. It's not too intimidating. I think it's around 200 pages. I am going to dive in this thing as quick as I can. Oh, it's a wife and husband, and huh? Girthy and intimidating aren't two words that you should put together. Uh, I mean, who am I to judge, Preston? It's not very girthy and it's not intimidating. I mean, I'd say you're girthy and you're not intimidating. Oh! I think after I read that, I'll go back and then read Mothman Prophecy uh, by Keel to kind of do it backwards. Sweet. Yeah. Cool. All right. You guys got anything else or should we cut it? Cut it. Let's cut it, man. Sweet. Cut it and put it in the can. Cool. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Be sure to tune in next week. I promise we'll do that because here's the real reason why I wanted to do it next week. Werewolves have a lot to do with a full moon, right? Yeah. Is it a full well, moon next this, week? Yeah. This Halloween you slick is a little full bastard. moon. And it's also, I believe, daylight savings. So it gives you one extra hour to enjoy the episode. But we'll drop it usually on Thursday or Friday for you guys. So... Cool. All right, Steve, what do you got to plug, man? Check out our Pixel Paranormal Instagram, PXL Paranormal. Check out the Facebook, Pixelated Paranormal Podcast. Do the likes, do the shares, do all that good stuff. And that's it for me. Be good cool. to each other. Check out the rest of the shows on the Pixelated Sausage Network. Check out 13 Nightmares. We're going to have part two of the zombie episode. should be dropping this Saturday, a.k.a. tomorrow, if you're listening to this on Friday. Check out Attack the Backlog. Check out Mark Solo's show, Pixelated Sausage. Check out An Amazingly Baca. I want to give a big shout-out to Mark. I don't even think he listens, but uh, he did me a solid and sent me a PS4 to play Spider-Man. What a good dude. I'm, I'm uber excited. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I've thanked him uh, several times. But yeah, he uh, shipped me a PS4 uh, to play the Spider-Man game on PS4, and I'm super excited because that shit is my jam. Speaking of Jam Preston, what do you got for us? And as always, if you need a beard, if you want a beard, if you want to grow the best goddamn beard that you can possibly grow and have it smell lush, check out BigDobsBeardMom.com and use promo code PXLPARA for 20% off your order and pick you up some scents like Dundee Cedar Bay Rum Sweet Tobacco Fresh Mint and Classic. And then if you're looking at yourself in the mirror and then are like, good God, I need a haircut. And you live in the Wichita area, do yourself another solid and go to www.cutsbycolin.com and book yourself an appointment with our main man, 
call in today and ask for the razzle dazzle and tell them that the boys from Pixelated Paranormal sent you. Hell yeah. And then please, if you're in the Wichita area, check out our friends down at Harry and Rock at Fast Print. And also stop on down to Pawnee and Seneca and visit Leslie and the gang at CD Trade Post. Tell them Pixelated Paranormal sent you. They might have a few of those stickers left. I believe they're handing out some Pixelated Paranormal stickers with purchases. Mm-hmm. So go down there and get you one of them babies. All right. Otherwise, join us next time, guys, for our Werewolf Halloween special. And until then, cheers to the weird shit in the world and to those of us that love to talk about it. And stay spooky and stay on the Paranormal Highway. And watch out for the Mothman. <laughs> the cast that Pixelated Paranormal would like to thank you for listening to this week's episode. Pixelated Paranormal is here to tell you tales of the fantastical, the strange, the unknown. Tales that will move you a little further down the paranormal highway. If you'd like to share your own listener story, we would love to hear it. Email us at pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. Again, that's pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. We'd really love to hear from you. Again, thanks for listening to this week's episode of Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange.